1: Gotcha Six, we
0: got, your back. got you back. Gotcha Six, we got you back. I got you Six. Sixers, what an absolute treat we have today. JT Frank is with us. You probably have seen him all over LinkedIn through the non-for-profit that they do. Consequent of habit, incredible organization. JT, thank you so much for joining us on the Gotcha Six podcast.
1: Tony Nash, here we are, man. We're doing it. This has been a, been a
0: while in the making, man. I'm uh, I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. Someone that has 24 years of public service across the board, doing it all, starting in the Air Force. JT has really lived a lot of different lives. And I think I have to start at the place that is near and dear to both of our hearts is from your time in the military, what do you still implement today?
1: Oh, man. I know now that I need structure. And the military offered that for me, and and without it, I self destruct. Like I, have accepted the fact that that I have a personality that doesn't do well if I don't have structure. So, I'd say that yeah, that'd be the biggest thing is acceptance that I need. I need these rules in place for me. I need. Uh, I need structure. I need. I need to be held accountable. Um, I wish I was a little bit different in some ways, but but part of this is just accepting the way that you are, and then and then kind of working around that.
0: How have you found and implemented that structure in your life, being outside of an organization like the Air Force or the military? Because that's not easy, right? I'd say it's it's the jobs I picked. So I got out of the Air Force in 2000 and I was
1: living in California and uh, I thought I had figured out, like I'm like, "Ah, I, I, you know, I excelled in the military. I I got this thing licked because I've got ADHD and I'm, but I'm cured. And it was an experiment gone awry. I found out very quickly that this is, that is not the case. And I ended up moving back east to the East Coast and just bartending, you know, doing whatever I could. And I ended up getting a job as a forest ranger. And, and all of a sudden this kind of structure fell back in place. And I, man, my life started getting easier. And I started just seeing like, all right, man, this is just the life I have to live. I have to be in these kind of jobs where uh, you have to be someplace. You have to be there on time. You have, and, the, and you're gonna have to do these things. And,
0: and for whatever reason, when I'm in that, uh, I, I do, I do well. I'm going to say you excel. Like knowing you and our conversations that we've had, you don't just do well and you're a very humble dude. You excel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I always, even in the military, like that was, I did really well in the military. Um, but, it, but there, it's a, uh, it's certainly the flip side. You see some people that are, are, are kind of self-made and they have these just crazy habits and discipline and, and, uh, and it doesn't matter where they are, what they're doing. And, and I just found out that, that just, that wasn't, that wasn't me, but, but within these confines, within this, the right environment, then it's perfect
0: for me. That power of habit building is so central and obviously trial and error led to understanding the power of habits, but what really drove it home for you that you just kind of sit back and you're like, whoa. Uh,
1: Well, the power of habit for me, when it really sunk in, it was not because I had some great habits and all of a sudden I was excelling. It was, it was the, it was the opposite. It was... Hey, I've got these bad habits, some of which I picked up in the military, and I compared it to to being like murdered with a wiffle ball bat, like these little things happening over and over and over again. And, and for me, you know, I, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it, but but alcohol played a role in that, and I, you know, I had these ideas, these fundamental ideas of of who I am as a person, and that includes as a father and as a provider and, and all these things, and I saw those things compromised, potentially compromised, um, by my bad habits. Uh, so I, I came to this crossroads and I said, Hey, I got to change this habit. And, and I did, I changed this one habit. I had this bad habit and my life got exponentially better. And I said, man, this, this habit thing's crazy. Like the, the, the truly the power of it is massive in everyone. I mean, literally there's not a thing we do that, that isn't uh, impacted by, by the power of habit. And, and I'm always careful because I don't have it all figured out. Like, I don't have this habit thing. I'm not James Clear. Uh, I don't have it figured out, but I'm striving for it. And I think that there's power in telling us stories about, uh, from other people about habits and, and the consequences, good, bad. So that's really, I think, where my fascination with it came of flying a little too close to the sun and seeing, seeing the ramifications and going, hey, man, we,
0: we got to make some, some changes. Yeah, seeing that wax melt in your wings uh, is yeah. definitely an eye-opening experience. For sure, yeah. And habits isn't something like I pick up a habit and I, I just it sticks with me, right? You're constantly evolving through building habits. Is there a habit, whether through it's a skill or an ability or talent that you're working on right now? Because you're you're gonna have to start again in a new when you start to build and form and even maintain a habit. Yeah, yeah. I see the, the the habit that I I
1: work on the most is, is the habit of, of, of true self-awareness of trying to figure out like, Hey, what the hell's going on? Because I found that, you know, most of our actions, there's a reason behind them. You know, I'm talking about not being along for the ride, like being in control, being mindful of what's going on in in your mind and and then understanding like, Hey, how this is manifesting itself in, in my everyday life, in my relationships with, with coworkers, family, uh, the, the jackass on the, on the road that just cut me off. Like, where am I in my own head? And then, under that, the subcategories uh, for me are are things like breath work has been a huge part of my 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 journey. I start every day with it's a bit cliche anymore, but with some stoic philosophy, and I think that's always a good way to because it separates hey what what you can control and what you can't. i think when we when people start doing that it it simplifies life quite a bit. Mindfulness, I would say, is the biggest habit that I work on a regular basis, you know and then there's things like physical fitness and and all of these, these, these other ones. But as far as my core operating system, I would say, that's really what I
0: try to make a daily habit. And that mindfulness piece, what does that look like? Cause I know you work with our friend, Mr. Norris and what he's doing. Chris Norris is,
1: first of all, I'm sure he'll listen to this. He's, he's been a huge part of, of kind of the journey of consequence of habit over the past, I don't know, five months or so, six months. And we, him and I talk a lot of the same language because he comes from the world of recovery too, right? Like, so this guy uh, had some alcohol misuse issues and then part of his journey of sobriety is just like anyone who's following, maybe starts off with like a 12 step. The whole goal of that is to figure out why we're doing the things we're doing. Like, what, what are we escaping from? What's distracting us from being present in the moment? he's gone through a couple different ways of, of going about it, but he does a lot of just morning meditations and then it through physical activities always, you know, if you want to find the truth on how you're feeling, then, then a really hard physical activity is a good way to cut out the bullshit and you can really see where you're at, um, in your headspace. But yeah, he's, he's doing some, some mindfulness, uh, and meditation, uh, videos for, for the nonprofit. He's on the website now, if you guys want to check him out on there and, we were talking this morning, we're, we're doing a
0: digital fast for February,
1: and we're going to have some meditation, some people they can download because it's going to make people uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. And that's needed, right? Because when you're in that storm and chaos is erupting all around you, why you want to go in our initial re- reaction as leaders and people that constantly try to seek improvement is to go fix that problem. It's like treating a symptom of the problem because the problem, like you said, is actually inward. Would you say that habit or belief that has really changed your life in the greatest sense of it? I would say that would be it. And this is where I always struggle, Tony, just because I want to be
1: clear to everyone that this is a, this is happening in real time. This is a work in progress, but the, to truly be mindful is to understand that I'm reacting this, this way. And that's been the most profound thing. And, and, Going back to a twelve step, that's the that's the whole basis of it. Like that's what you go through these steps. It's a, it's an acceptance of step one, and then you start working through these things and getting to the point where you're uh, you're you're putting everything out there. You're not you're not holding anything back. And then you, you, once you figure out why you're doing this thing or why you're chasing this this dopamine, why you need to distract yourself uh, on a regular basis, why stillness in your mind scares us, then you can start putting the things in, into place uh, to to
0: maybe try and, and Mitigate that. In order to create the structure, is what you're saying. You have to deconstruct it to build it back up. Man, that is powerful.
1: And, and like I said, like I mean, I was driving today, and I could find myself. Some dude cut me off, and and I could see I was just instead of breaking, I was getting on the gas because I wanted to. You know, I like I was uh, I wanted conflict. You know, not physical conflict, but um, and, but just enough to. And that's a clear sign for me, like, hey, man, you're not a great headspace you know if i snap at somebody and that's that's got nothing to do with them that's me you know it's again going back to stoicism it's not what happens to you it's how you react to it uh and kind of making those connections
0: yeah and it's a self-awareness while you're going possibly through a zipper merger right to know like mm-hmm. something's going to happen there's going to be some sort of issue here that i got to be prepared for every day yeah 100% so as we talked about right going back through that power of building habits along the way you're going to try habits like we've already mentioned, that aren't good, that do such a disservice to us and lead to failure that end up building resiliency in the long-term. All that being said, what failure has led to your greatest success? Ooh, Tony, that's good, man. We hard-hitting journalism here on the Got Your Six podcast.
1: Yeah, you're not, you're not joking. There are so many different failures. Yeah, I would say, I would say that my, well, even going back, my biggest failure was not recognizing that I was spending a huge portion of my life numbing myself and distracting myself from uh, some of the biggest things, uh, most important things in my, in my life, right? So I don't live in, in regret of it now, but my journey has shown me that there's a, a good portion of my life that I was not in the driver's seat as much as I thought I was, you know, I, I can portray something. I was always good at communicating. I can always put this thing out there when, and, and people would, could look at me and from the outside go, hey, this guy's got all of his shit together. He's, he's good. He's, he's an instructor. He's doing this. He's doing that. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it's you that have those conversations with yourself at two in the morning and you know how you feel about yourself one way or the other. And, and not recognizing that I wasn't in a good place is or for anybody is a dangerous thing because you're gonna chase these things that make you feel good. Uh, and I think that's one of the things, especially within the first responder and the veteran community, that's, uh, you, you mentioned, I wrote it down. It's a great word. It's a disservice. And it's dealing with trauma and stress in, in a certain way that's promoted within these communities that does, is, does not serve them long-term. And if anything, it, it can become a real
0: problem for, for, for some, of, some of our uh, fellow brothers and sisters. Absolutely how did you flip the switch per se, right? It wasn't an overnight thing, right? You're, like you said, you're constantly working on it. But when did the wax start to melt? And you said, uh-oh. I think,
1: I, I mean, if, if I'm honest, I knew it had been a problem for a long time for me. Uh, I grew up in a, in a family of, of, of drinkers. So I knew that this, I was given a, um, a blueprint on how to live my life and, from a young age. But I knew as I got older and I was around other people that didn't live like I did. Uh, and we surround ourselves like, hey, if you're super into CrossFit, guess who you're hanging out with? You're hanging out with CrossFitters. You know, if you like working out, but you also like drinking, believe me, you're going to have some, some drinking buddies along the way. And that was fine for a while. There wasn't one main thing. It was just a lot of poor decisions. One after another. Yeah, this is a story I've told a couple of times where I was actually... I was in the back of a classroom and I was getting ready to go up front. I was instructing. There was another instructor up front and he was talking about a subject I knew a lot about. And I, and I knew he was going to call me. He was going to call me and I, I, telling me I was going to go up and I was going to drop knowledge on everybody in this room. And I'm standing in the back and they call me and I start walking from the back of the classroom to the front and something happened along that, that, that trip. Um, and the walls just kind of came in on me. And I had no idea what was going on and I started profusely sweating and I turned around and I went to go talk and words wouldn't come out of my mouth. And I'm telling you, like this weird noise was coming. I don't even know what was going on. I was having a full-blown anxiety attack. I was having a panic attack in front of a room of some, some alpha uh, men and women. That was the first sign like, hey, something's not right. Something's not going uh, correctly. My wiring is crossed. And, and the further I've gotten away from that, I think it is, I've come to the realization that the package that I was putting out to everybody, this thing, I was this shiny coin. Everyone could see, see me for what I was at that, that moment. Um, and because I wasn't living the life I should be living, I wasn't doing some of the things I should be doing. I wasn't holding myself accountable and you know, it's, that took a while. I mean, change is slow, but, but that was probably one of the first things that truly let me know, like, you're gonna, you're, you're not, you're not healthy. You're not doing this right. And, you know, work was never an issue, but you know, the, when you're, when you're not healthy, everyone around you will, will you, that loves you will know it because you're not doing the things that you should be doing. So it was at that point, I'm like, yeah, hey, right. That's started one thing. Got a little, got a little therapy. Next thing I know, I'm like, Hey, you know, this drinking thing, I got to do something about this, tackle this. And then you just move on. Right. So it's this kind of snowball effect from there.
0: Right. And that's where people really think that, you know, that transition piece is the loneliest because they they have nothing to attach to because you're leaving one group or activity and transitioning to something that's better, but you're in this gap where you feel like you're by yourself, but you were able to attach it to, you know, loved ones and small incremental habits that allowed you to be like, you know, I got it. I got to do this. Well, now I'm here. I should really do this too. And then I should stop drinking. That gets lost in a lot because you see either the starting point or the end point. And we never really look in the middle where actually all that change occurs.
1: I had a conversation with, do you know who Nick Lavery is? I'm not familiar. Yeah. Green beret lost his leg. He's the only acting green beret with that, that is on a prosthetic. He's just an unbelievably motivating and inspiring individual. And we were having this conversation yesterday. Like there's another person we, that we both know, Jeff Harris. He he has this, this saying that he, I, I know he got from somewhere else, but these, these small hinges swing big doors. Um, you know, it's these little things, but, but continuous progress, continuous progress. And at the end, you know, you've achieved something fairly massive, uh, that you never could have expected, but you got to start somewhere. And and that's what Nick was saying. Like even his recovery from the time he woke him into the hospital, uh, the habits that he put into place without even really thinking about it. But, you know, to go from just losing your leg to having to take the test again to to be an active Green beret, it's it's, it's massive. And that journey is a long time, but it starts with day one, man. It starts with those little those little
0: habits, those little steps along the way. Like, I think you're running the podcast because you're just, you've already segued into my next question is JT Frank, how are you better than yesterday? You've talked a lot about, you know, the merger and making sure you were self-aware, but what specifically, if you had to pick out like one thing or a series of things other than what we've already talked about, makes you better than yesterday?
1: Well, anyone who's, who's tried to change, will get this, that it's not a clear path up. It's a lot of ups and downs. You just hope you have more of those ups, I can say that the the biggest change that has made me kind of better is that I've found something for one of the few times or the first time in my life that I have a true like why for that is, has inspired me more than it, anything else has. And I literally wake up, breathe it and want to do it all like every single day. And I've never had anything like that in my life. And, and I think this is all part of having an anxiety attack in front of a group of people. I mean, it go, literally goes back to these things, right? Like these, these you know, you've got this, for me, kind of a rock bottom and everybody's rock bottom will be different. And then one thing leads into another, into another. And for me, it's been, it's finding a, a purpose that I, that, like they say, the obstacle's the way. And that's exactly what it has been for me. It's been life-changing.
0: Right, and that one branch has allowed you to grow COH what it is. Yeah. I mean, this was just me getting on
1: a mic and yapping
0: about getting sober.
1: That's literally what it started as. And and I didn't think it was ever going to be anything more. And it's grown beyond
0: something I could have ever imagined. Again, thank you so much for sharing your story here today on the Got Your Six podcast. Without giving it away, because I know this is what you wake up, live and breathe every day. Where can people reach out to you and connect with you, JT? Place I would drive everybody
1: first would be uh, to consequenceofhabit.org, to our website, You can find us on all the other major social media, the Instagram, uh, LinkedIn,
0: Facebook, um, at Consequence of Habit. And we're going to make sure everything's linked in the show notes for this episode so they can connect with you because there's just so many massive resources there. There's literally a tab for resources to understand and connect with these other awesome, incredible humans that you had on the the COH podcast, events coming up, all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 goal of this thing is and what I've realized along the way that the, it's much bigger than me. Like this my change in myself is was the first part that had to be done. But I'm I'm part of something bigger than me now, which is very exciting. And and my whole goal is at some at some point, this is way bigger than me. I could go away and, and consequence of habit continues on forever.
0: Absolutely. And you were able to lead yourself first. Now you're being able to lead others through the power of habit and everything else that COH is all about. JT, thank you so much for your time. Again, sharing your story. And of course, thanks for having our six. All right, Tony. I appreciate you, man. Sixers, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share with a friend, pass along, tell them what you got out of it. If you're listening on Apple, make sure you leave us a review. And if you don't like what we're doing, also let us know. We can only get better from hearing from you, all the Sixers out there. We're always here to adapt and evolve as this podcast continues to grow and thrive. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button and you'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday.